The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Something I talk a lot about, but a lot of people cannot understand it. And it's on a fundamental level. Everything boils down to consistency. Consistency is derived from logic. Let me give you a very simple example. If I make a claim, I want to be a good person, or I am alive, I exist, then logic is all you need. Because logic automatically implies consistency. And you might say, like, how are the two so closely related? If I make a claim, I exist or I like this game or whatever, then basically the ability for me to make the claim has to be part of the premises in order for me to make the claim. It's like a hidden premise. You also have that when you go to school, right? And you have these questionnaires or you have to solve these puzzles, right? These mathematical puzzles. Sometimes there is hidden variables that you have to find. And these hidden variables allow you to solve the equation. Same here. Whenever you make a statement, even when you say 2 plus 2 is 4, when you even make that statement, you have to have a reference frame that has the ability to make that statement to begin with. And that's what I mean with consistency. It's just logical to be self-consistent. That's why I say if you value logic on a fundamental level, you automatically value consistency, you automatically value having an impact. Because if it wasn't for me being in the position where I had this entire education and life and whatever, I wouldn't even be able to come with these insights. And that's why when people go like, yeah, these people there in Africa, they deserve to die or whatever, they go against their own consistency because if they would have grown up there, they wouldn't have been able to come to that conclusion to begin with. And there is no difference between you and that person. The only difference is where you got born and when you got born. These are just merely variables. So being self-consistent goes even further, even towards life. Respect for life, being backwards compatible, is fundamental in order to be self-consistent. And I was even watching, like, today how we have to be afraid of AI and robots and maybe even aliens, intelligent life. It is so much bullshit. The only reason why people even go about these questions, and this is so crazy when I see that, I just facepalm. Even people looking up to in the scientific community are completely clueless when it comes to this. They're completely clueless even when it comes down to AI, when it comes down to intelligent life forms. Self-consistency is just the first step to avoid self-annihilation. If you can't even get to the step of being self-consistent, you end up destroying yourself. And that's why humanity will either become self-consistent or destroy themselves. Easy. You can't go against yourself. And that's what consistency is. And that's why it's logical to be consistent within the framework. So what is the framework? The framework is defined by what you are. But what you are is not you, the person. It's not me, Athene. It's much more than that. I am everything that I experience, which also includes my environment, which also includes what has brought about what I am, which is, you know, the billions of years of evolution. In a sense, I'm literally interconnected with everything that is part of my experience. I'm literally part of a bigger system, a bigger machinery. And that has all to do with consistency. It's not about me. It's because it's self-consistent just as much as it's not about myself. Because if it was about me, then I wouldn't be able to exist. 
because my parents and my grandparents and the grandparents of my grandparents would also just care about themselves, not care about their children or the children of their children, and we wouldn't even exist. So being self-consistent also means putting yourself and fully submit yourself and fully surrender to the benefit of the group. Because it's what allowed you to exist in the first place. It all has to do with consistency. I say it a lot, you know. And that's why when people say like, yeah, I want to come over here, listen to what you have to say, but I don't really want to change this and this and this. It doesn't work like that. You're either consistent or you're not. You can't just come here and then go like, yeah, I'll be consistent in that part, but not in that part and not that part because I'm attached. Being attached to certain things is self-inconsistent. It's inconsistent with itself. You go against what you are by doing so. Doing what is right, having an impact in the world, is all a result of being self-consistent. Death meditation makes you get closer to the understanding of it's not about you because what's the purpose of your life if it's only about you, but what if you die? Purpose is derived from the bigger picture. It's not even about your own growth. You only grow so you can pass it on. That's why you grow. Not being able to pass it on is self-inconsistent. A lot of people don't realize that, but that's a really big source of dissonance for me. Because sometimes I get confronted with how inconsistent the world is. Not the world in reality, but just people's beliefs. That I go like, yeah, maybe I should just start focusing on raising money or becoming a billionaire and have an impact with my money. But then I say like, but it's not self-consistent. Because I'm not fixing the problem. I'm not making people more consistent. And if I cannot spread this awareness, then my contribution won't have the optimal impact anyway. I'm literally better off doing research in AI or something and try to find a way to do it with either neural implants or whatever. But the idea to leave behind consistency is inconsistent. I can't do that. People will then end up destroying themselves anyway. So like, it's always about not giving up, trying to make people more consistent. And the funny thing is with consistency, it's the most liberating thing ever. You become complete. If you're fully self-consistent, you become completely complete. You become indestructible. Fazan says, what are you going to do about people like flat earth believers or climate change deniers? Honestly, I have less issues with them than people in the chat. Because these guys are just trying to get some attention. A lot of them just try to get attention or validation or just are plain full ignorant. But the people that are watching the stream with all the real talk. I mean, you guys are in a sense more far gone than them. You're more far gone because the extent to which you could define being far gone is defined by the access to the knowledge at hand compared to the extent to which you put it into practice. The extent to which you are consistent. And people that are flat earthers and climate change deniers, as crazy as it may sound, they are all more consistent than you. Because they didn't watch the stream. They don't know any better. So they're consistent within their own delusion. But you're not. Because you know better. So in a sense, you're even more delusional than they are. And you might say, but that doesn't make sense. It does make sense because everything is defined to the extent to which you are consistent within the framework of what you are, which also requires the information you have. Would you call a dog delusional? Of course not. Even though if a human would start literally acting like a dog, you'd say he needs to be into a mental psych ward. Why don't you say a dog is delusional? Is because a dog doesn't have access, doesn't have the awareness, doesn't have the ability. A dog is consistent within the framework of a dog. These flat earthers and these fucking climate change deniers, they're self-consistent within their delusional framework. They don't know any better, but you guys do because of the real talk. 
That's why I always say consistency is fundamental. It's also the source of all your dissonance. The reason why you experience dissonance or inner conflict is because you're not consistent with yourself. I always say it, but consistency automatically, immediately results in wanting to have the biggest impact. Because consistency requires you to have the reality setting that allows you to even think and do something. And the first thing you want to do is spread that awareness so other people can come to that level of awareness. If I'm about to finish my master's degree, doesn't it make sense to utilize that to gain financial independence and then maybe reevaluate in a few years when I have the luxury to do so? University is free here, but I have no freedom of money yet. Would my priorities still change if I clicked completely? Your priorities would change completely. You would just look at yourself and just start laughing. You'd be like, the fuck am I doing? How many people here live in fear? Fear of the future. I gotta make money for my future. I gotta... What's the worst thing that can happen? Honestly, what's the worst case scenario? There's an entire safety net. You're just a hobo on the street. You're not going to die because you don't have food. The worst case scenario is you get to lose some comfort. Yeah, whatever. I mean, even the worst case scenario doesn't look that bad at all. And the moment you start facing that, then you start wondering, why the fuck am I living in the future? There was people in the past that didn't even know if they would make the night. There's people today that don't know if they're going to make the night. And you're just wondering about yourself in 10, 20, 30 years? Come on, man. The world will be quite fucking different in 10, 20, 30 years. There is nothing that can provide you enough security, ever. Even a million dollars on your bank account. And that's the thing, if you start realizing that, you detach yourself from these empty fixations. And I know everybody around you says, like, yeah, you got to watch out. What about your future? What about your future? Well, you don't know about the future. Maybe tomorrow is a war and we're all dead. Well, what you do know is that things are getting better and better. So why chase this entire framework, this entire illusion for what? Why chase all these fears? For what? Can you really justify doing so rather than doing what is right? You can do what is right right now. You don't have to wait a few years, be more what financially independent. What financially independent? What do you mean? Money on your bank? People come over here, they get everything paid for. And even worst case scenario, you go back home. You go back home. You learn. You've learned. That's life. You've grown. You will grow a lot more. Just like all these attachments, all these fixations lead you to nowhere, man. It's so funny the amount of people that have even PhDs and are working at McDonald's. They've given up all their hope just to get that security, right? Because the people around them say like, yeah, you got to do this, you got to do that. And then they end up not finding a job and they got to go work at a McDonald's. Well, if they would have chased you know, doing what's right, look where I am. I'm more capable than so many people. I can make money even in any situation. I can change. I can adapt. And that's what this world needs more than anything. It's being able to change and adapt. Be prepared for anything that comes at you. Change in the moment. Think your little degree is going to give you more security? Man, we don't live anymore in fucking 1980s anymore, man. It's 2017. Times have changed. And it's not just me saying this shit, by the way. Some of the biggest CEOs in the world, some of the richest people on the planet are saying exactly the same thing. But hey, keep living in your little bubble. It will get popped sooner or later anyway by reality. And at what cost? Not just your own cost cost of humanity because you could have done so much better some people come tell me like what would you do if in 20 years you're there by yourself and you are struggling and you've done all this good but you've never thought about yourself what would you do well i'd have a big smile on my face because i would have known that i've done the right thing and even if i'm dying in the gutter i'd still have a smile on my face because i know that any misery that i'm going through doesn't make up for all the good i've done I will never look back and regret what I did because I'm in the gutter. Because I know because of me, millions of people aren't in the gutter. 
Do you understand that? Many are also still alive because of it. So if you have this framework and you put things in context, you don't walk around with fear, you walk around with confidence. I'm really a really good example. I can make so much money so easy because you guys have been really nicely programmed to be really, really fashionable drones. It's really easy to tap into the drones and make them do whatever. On the other hand, thinking for yourself critically is what allows you to, you know, distantiate yourself from it. Let me tell you something. There was an article on Reddit yesterday, and it was about a certain intelligence firm that worked on trying to get Brexit and Trump elected. Trump elected and Brexit through. And they were gathering, they had data of 220 million Americans, up to 5,000 data points. Do you know what that means? That from one person, up to 5,000 connections about that one person to have a psychological profile and know exactly how to manipulate them. Do you know how people reacted in the comments? Oh, that is really unfair. They should not have access to my privacy. They should not be able to manipulate. You fucking what, mate? If you would have a brain and you would think critically, they can have a million data points on me want to shit. Do you understand? You guys are all manipulative sheep. Society can just manipulate you. They can literally just say like, oh, we'll say that, we'll show that ad, and this person would react that. And you, with all your free will, with all your choice, you're just being played like a drone. When your entire life is a really nice example for that. And yet you're still sitting here thinking like, yeah, 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 I get the choice. No, you don't have to get the shoes at all. Now look it up. The UK agency, look it up if you don't believe me. Up to 5,000 data points. They just know how to push you around. With all the stuff you like and share on Facebook, the way you buy shit, an entire freaking profile on you. Just easily. And then politics. It's easy to get elected. You just show the right ads, you push the right buttons, poof. But if you care about science, if you care about facts, that shit doesn't happen. People think for themselves. You see already where I'm going? I'm teaching you to think for yourself. You don't even have to listen to me. Don't take a word of what I say. Think for yourself. Matt says, if I don't have a will to live, then how can I have the motivation to try to click when in the end I'm stuck in the thought of not seeing a purpose in anything? But that's the reason why you don't see a purpose in anything. Not because there is no purpose, but because you've been learned and indoctrinated to only care about yourself. And that's the problem. Life is not about you. Life is not about your feelings. Life is about more than you. And the moment you realize that, it's like a cell in the body. And that's what gives you more and more purpose. And the funny thing is, it's part of you as well. There's a part in you that wants to do right, deep inside. But your inner child got so slapped in the face by growing up that it gave up hope. And it just started valuing feeling good. So obviously you feel like that. So you're just a victim of society. But you can do something about that. You can go to your essence and figure out like, hey, wait a minute. The chase of this happiness is what's causing all my misery. It's causing me to feel worthless. The reason why you feel worthless is because you have nothing to live for. The reason why you have nothing to live for is because you've never learned anything to live for. And the what you wanted to live for as a child, doing a difference, knowing, understanding, just got completely lobotomized through society and replaced with empty shit, empty shells, identity, whatever, fuck. And it doesn't work and you know it. Funnily enough, even if I tell you all this and you listen to that, you go like, whoa, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. But... I don't feel like changing. Maybe you really got to go to the bottom, you know, to the darkest place for you to start realizing, wait a minute, it's not about me to climb out of it. Chess bra says, if nobody gives a shit, why improve the world? Everyone are pieces of shit, me included. I want just to see the world burn, me included. The thing is, though, 
That's why on many occasions I say I probably am one of the persons that care the most about you than anyone else you've ever seen, except your mother, maybe your father. You might say, like, how does that work? It's because it's selfless. But I care as much for you than I care for anyone else on the planet. So obviously, if I can help someone else much easier and much more impactful than I can help you, I would help that person. Not because I don't care about you, but because it's more effective. Because I can only do so much. In your world, though, nobody cares. And that goes back to consistency. If you don't care about the world, then within the consistent framework, the world doesn't care about you. If you care about the world, on the other hand, the world can care about you. Even though maybe in this world it's very hard, but you try to achieve that. And that's the thing. That's what hope is. The moment you give up hope, you don't just give hope about the world. You also have the world give up hope for you. That's the problem. That has to do with consistency and logic. So that's why I've never given up hope. Because I knew by giving up hope, part of me dies even more so. My purpose goes away. Well, what would be my purpose if I give up on the world? It makes no sense. And why am I even here? I got lucky, of course. As I grew up, I had the right direction in terms of like configuration of my brain. But yeah, then it becomes very simple. Making a life about yourself... It's just a bad deal. You're better off putting yourself in trying to help the world. Even if you get all the dildos up your ass, it's still better than having no purpose at all. That's why I keep going. I never give up. Because if I give up, why am I still alive? And that's the situation where you guys all are. Why the fuck are you guys even still alive? For a little bit of pleasure, you guys are living a hell. The only ones that don't live it as painfully are the ones that are so ignorant. Benefit of ignorance, you know. Ignorance is sometimes a bliss. But I can tell you, like, once you watch the stream and you know better, don't get to just have that privilege of, like, yeah, I didn't know. No, fucking hell, you do know. Let me tell you something. People, everybody that says life is futile, life is not a purpose, it's, it's not because life has no purpose and life is futile. It's because you have no purpose and you feel futile about yourself. You feel worthless. Be honest. Life definitely has a purpose. If you even look up the definition of purpose, it's why something exists. Why do you exist? You don't exist to feel good. You exist to grow and to spread that growth and to move forward. That's why you live. Do you understand that? If you look back, right, billions of years ago, life emerged. Experience didn't even exist. Consciousness didn't exist. It evolved because it was functional to life itself. Just as much as you have hands, you have experience. Experience is merely a feedback loop. It's like the music the music player makes that is very accurate and able to fix and see dissonance much more sharp and clearly than doing it mechanically. Do you understand? You're much easier experiencing music to see where the music is going wrong than going one by one each instrument. And that's the thing. If you realize that your experience is merely a tool and that the purpose is why the tool was created and needs to move forward and evolve as a superorganism, then suddenly it's like, why am I fucking bullshitting myself? Of course I feel futile. Of course I feel worthless because I'm chasing the wrong thing. And I can't even blame you because what you're chasing is what you've learned. Society has indoctrinated to live and believe like that and work like that. I don't even blame you. But I can tell you, bro, it is not futile and it doesn't have no purpose. That's your opinion for fuck's sake. No, it's not my opinion. That's the thing. The reason why you're yelling and typing that in caps is because it's creating so much dissonance. You know, just as much as gravity is not my opinion, that experience is a tool that evolved is not my opinion. It's a fact. 
And funnily enough, it's one that scientists agree upon. It's actually one of the most widespread understandings of consciousness, just so you know. So when you tell me, like, that's your fucking opinion, no, it's not. Just like evolution is not my opinion, and not because, like, they say, oh, but it's all, all these dinosaurs and all these animals in these stones or whatever, it's all put there to challenge our faith. No, it's very unlikely. It's possible, but very unlikely. And, of course, it feels very threatening when I say this, because it makes you put you outside your comfort zone, but funnily enough, this comfort zone is screwing you over. It's the cause of all your misery. Let me tell you something. Why not take heroin? It's the best experience you will ever have. Why not just take heroin day after day until you die? Well, people say like, no, no, but like, I will die. Like, well, it means that your life is worth something. You know, there's a lot of people, heroin addicts, that don't care about life. And that's why they felt into it. And some people are immune to heroin addiction. The people that are immune to heroin addiction are the people that have something to live for. Just as much as the people that can't let it go have nothing to live for. And the same with experience. You guys are experienced junkies. The reason why you can't let go the shots that are completely useless and empty is because you don't have purpose. You don't have anything to live for. You're actually a junkie that has to go to a center that teaches you to get rid of your addiction that is screwing you over. It's not fun to be a heroin addict. I just want to say it's very important to be aware of these things because if you're aware of this, you can recondition yourself. But yeah, like, if you're a junkie, experienced junkie, even if you know it's worse for you, you got to realize and accept that experience, the chase of experience is screwing you over. And the four steps can really help in that. And I will repeat the four steps. For the people that haven't heard it, I will repeat the four steps because the four steps are very easy to follow and are also very practical. Step one is to value logic. And valuing logic doesn't mean like, yeah, I know logic is good. No, 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 emotionally. When you think about logic, it has to give you a good feeling, a feeling of safety, something you can fall back on. You can look at cosmos, you can look at science. Everything has been brought about these patterns. Your entire ability to even secure even your own thinking is defined by these patterns that I describe as logic. So love logic. Or if it's easier for you, right action, doing what is right. On a fundamental level, these patterns, this consistency is part of you. You want it. Even your experience is what it chases. It chases its consistency. So valuing logic really allows you to embrace it more on an emotional level. So that's step one. Step two is to figure out what is the driving force in your life. And you've got to really go deep through the layers. Because if you really feel worthless on a fundamental level, man oh man, you've gone through a lot of processes to hide it, to shield it off. To bullshit yourself. So being honest to yourself is extremely important. That's step two. Go to the essence of what drives you. Write it down why you did what you did. Don't just put it in your head with a sound because your mind will try and screw you over. It will literally just try to deflect. But if you write it down, it's really hard. And it's a very emotional process. Go through it. And you will see that on the fundamental level, it's because you value experience or you do it for validation or comfort or whatever. Step three is to understand on an emotional level that making yourself be driven by logic or right action or consistency or reality, whatever term makes you, you know, feel the most coherent and has the strongest emotional attachment, making your life be driven by that will provide you more happiness, more security, not just for yourself, but for others. It will also allow you to grow up and take responsibility, which is a good thing because the responsibility, when I say responsibility, how many people go like, eh, responsibility means purpose do you understand that if you embrace it it means purpose it's the missing link 
It's something to live for. If you're responsible for other people, you have something to live for that is more than you. And that gives you value. That's why putting people that are depressed in a situation where they have to help others takes care of the depression. The reason why you have this depression is because you value this chase. It's because you're an experienced junkie. And it's causing all your misery, all your suffering. So reflecting on that really allows you to have a view on your previous life up till now and your future. And it gives you really like a sense of uneasiness. Like, what the fuck? You don't want that. And if you then go back forward to valuing logic on a fundamental level and surrendering, committing, going to the decision like, okay, it's not about me, I let go. And on the other hand, seeing how experience, this chase, is causing all your misery, all the suffering for you and for others, to the extent where you don't even care about yourself because you feel worthless. When you go back and forward, at a certain point, you can let go and go through a catharsis and embrace logic. It is one of the best experiences ever, and it's liberating as fuck. And suddenly you start seeing, like, through everything. You see reality for what it is. And of course, getting there requires you to be in the right mindset, not have too much noise. Using visualization helps a lot better than using audio because it's an emotional process. It's an emotional process more than anything. But it's also about accepting. It's about making a decision. Doing death meditation can also help to detach. Because letting go is very important. Forgiving. Not blaming yourself. And then step four, once you go to this catharsis, is to just do what is logical. Because that's what guides you from now on. And the thing is with logic is... It's defined and it's derived by reality. It's basically what brings about reality. And what we know about reality is, on a fundamental level, it's probabilistic. So you can't think binary. You can't just go like right, wrong, right, wrong. No, things are more complex. So you start thinking and processing information also differently, more complex. And also when you do something, you don't go about like, I did something logical, so it's going to end up being good. No, sometimes you can do a logical decision and still hit your face against the wall and you learn from that. You acquire that information and you apply that to even improve it. So these are the four steps. What is also very important in step four is if you do it for the wrong reasons, you do it to feel good, to feel less miserable, it's going to work as well. But once you start feeling bad, you're going to start questioning logic. But if you do it fully because you're committed to it, because you know it's the right thing, because it's your responsibility. And in that regards, girls have a very big advantage towards guys because they have this mother instinct that really plays into doing what is right. But guys can do so too. You can even let go the attachment to your own experience. And I'm telling you, there is no falling back. From then on, you just do what is right and you're fulfilled and successful and happy. All this shit just comes as a side effect. And what I just explained to you right now is the key to enlightenment. It's the key to solve all your problems and to solve all the problems in the world. It's just that. Really nicely explained, step by step, what you can do, how to change. It's in your hands. Put the effort, man. I'm telling you, it is worth it. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.